That's what the sign outside my office says. Not that for hire. Or you can set it to music or put it up in neon. But down here on the waterfront in San Francisco, you're too busy staying alive to worry about the next guy unless he's pointing a gun. Most of the time, you've got as much chance as a fly paper fly on a solo flight. But it works out. Oh, I rent boats and do anything else to keep my stomach and my conscience running even. It's like juggling hot marbles on a high wire. But it's a living. You haven't any more kick coming in a swimmer diving into an empty pool. I found that out last Tuesday night. I was sitting in my office after dinner, watching the fog stream through the gate and wrap up the day for the night. Up on Russian Hill, the lights were just going on in a thousand-dollar-a-month apartment, and right away you got a picture of warm rooms and cold martinis. I guess I was feeling sorry for myself, so I started to page through an old address book full of bad debts and tired memories. I was getting older for the page, and the regrets were piling up around my knees when the phone rang. No, that, Sergeant. This is Father Lane, Sergeant. Are you busy? Yeah, Father. Carrying up any phone numbers. Are you reforming or angry? Neither one, Father. They just wear out. You sound sad, sir. Expect them to last forever? Nothing's that good. What's on your mind? I want to ask you a favor. Make it a small one, Father. I'm all out of big ones. It's a small one, Patsy, for you. Yeah, another customer told me the same thing, Father. His brother was on the way to the chair. He wanted me to smuggle in some rubber underwear. I'm asking, Patsy, not saying. Okay, Father, what do you need? Can you see me in about an hour? When's it over? Oh, about uh, 8.30. But don't be afraid of coming early. No, I'll take a rain check on that, Father. That's what Noah's friends used to say. I'll see you at 8.30. It was a little before 8.30 when I started up the steps of Father Lady's parish church. I figured the services were over, so... I hung around in the vestibule for a couple of minutes, trying to look like a part-time bell ringer. The last few people straggled out, and then an older boy came out and gave me the high sign. He was a clean, Irish-looking little kid with a face the size of a minute and just about as young. Are you Mr. Novak, sir? That's right. You the lookout? I'm an older boy, Mr. Novak. My name's Joe Sinkoff. Little Father calls me. Yeah. Uh, where's Father Lady now, Jake? Back in the shackles, Mr. Novak. Can't you wait inside here? No, this will do. I'll wait right here. No, sir, Mr. Novak. I'm Charles. Father says to be sure and bring her inside. Okay, little Jake, lead the way. I made a dive for a little jake, but I wasn't soon enough. 
and went down like young Hank Mahio storm. When I grabbed for him, I must have hit my head in the base of a marble pillar or something, and things got dark for a minute. I stumbled down the aisle and went to the street after the guy, but the odds were all on his side. The fog was so thick you couldn't read a newspaper with a clear light. I guess I covered every alley and street in the neighborhood, but it was like running after a half full of feathers in the middle of a windstorm. Oh, I don't know how much later it was when I stopped for a minute in an empty doorway and I tried to remember what I was thinking. The siren was crying somewhere in the distance, so I started back for the church. The coroner's wagon was just pulling away when I got to him. Father Leahy had disappeared. I saw a light in the rectory, so I went upstairs and rang the bell. He came to the door in his shirt sleeves. He just stood there for a minute looking at me. Then he motioned me inside. You want to see me, Father? Yes. See here. Sit down. The kid, Father. Little Jake. What do you think? Yeah. He goes fast? Instantly. I'll get the guy, Father. I'm not asking that, Patsy. I'm not asking you for anything anymore. Unless I need trouble. No, somebody told you a bad story, Father. That wasn't my gun. I should have known better than to call you. I should have known it meant trouble. It's your middle name, Patsy. You're married to it. You're looking for the wrong man. It wasn't my party. I called you here tonight to ask you a favor, Patsy. Anything you want, Father. It's too late now. We were going to have an outer boy's picnic tomorrow at Paradise Cove. I wanted to borrow one of your boats. We won't be going now, Patsy. We've got a funeral instead. Yeah. What do you want me to say? Don't say anything, Patsy. Just listen for a minute. I asked you to come up here tonight, but I didn't tell you to bring your friends. If you've got any private fights for those waterfront hoods, that's your business. But don't bring your beasts into the church. And I tell you, I never saw the guy before. I don't know anything about it. He was shooting at you when he hit little Jake, wasn't he? What else am I supposed to think? Yeah. They'll find him already then. Nothing else. But you can leave, Patsy. I like you better without the temper, Father. And I liked you better before your hands got dirty, Patsy. I warned you about that waterfront crowd, the cheap thugs, the cheap women. I told you, Patsy, roll around in dirt long enough and some of it's bound to stick to you. You've got it all over your face and your hands and it's working inside you, Patsy. It's working in deep. At the end of the sermon, Father? I tried to warn you, but you had to figure. We'll figure this one, Patsy. There's a nine-year-old kid on his way to the north. He stepped in front of a bullet and saved your life. I'll go ahead. Take it. Yeah, I will, Father. But you better be on call when I catch up with the guy. He's going to have a lot of praying to do. When I left Father Leahy, I checked in at the church for one more look around. A couple of red-faced Irish cops in uniform were wandering around the vestibule trying to look at home and chewing gum like mad to kill the beer on their breath. And over in one corner, half a dozen old women had their heads together, clucking like hens over a square egg. Outside of them, the place was deserted. I gave the course a quick rundown. A couple of hours over, where I figured the gunshot must have passed, I picked up a match book. The ad on the front said, Max George, Fisher, Illinois. And there was a phone number scrawled inside the cover. I was just about ready to toss it away when a bell rang, and I took a closer look. with my phone number. I put the match book in my pocket, and I started home for the apartment. Maybe the cab wasn't going fast enough because halfway there, three years' stock of headache caught up with me and the ceiling started to jump. 
Oh, the cab driver was kind, though. When we got to my place, he offered to help me as far as the curb for an extra four bits. By the time I made it to my front door, I was feeling lower than any man of an Irish wake. The reception committee didn't help much. They were short and dark, all three of them, with rows of loose, oily fat where their necks should have been, and small pig eyes that squinted through the cigar smoke, rolling out of wide nostrils and up their faces. Hi, I know that. How do you feel? Lots better after you find the door. Hey, Jack. Novak don't like it. He'll cultivate it, Case. No, they don't build stomachs that strong. Say <laughs> nice. It's easier that way. Well, look, Buster, I don't know who you three pigs are. No, sir. Remember, be nice. Yeah, I remember. You West Coast punks are all alike, Novak. Couple of cats and you cry. Ain't that right, Lud? Maybe Novak's tired, fellas. Help him into a chair. Yeah, Novak. Sit down. <laughs> Blood wants to say something. All right, then say it and get out of here. We want the gun, Novak, and we want the papers that go with it. Sounds like a great puzzle. Sorry, I can't help with the answers. You better tell Lot, Novak. It's liable to get rough. All right. My gun's over there in the desk, and the paper's on the wall. <laughs> Be nice, Novak. Just once more, Novak. Where's the gun, and where's the papers? Look, I'll spell it for you. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. That's my... Get his arm. Yeah. All right, hold his head up. Yeah. Okay, Lud, there. This is the way they do it in Cicero. <laughs> Last time round, Novak, the gun and the papers were out I don't know. <laughs> the gun, Novak. The papers. No use, boss. We lost him. All right. It's a big floor. Let him find his own way back.
might as well throw him away and take this chance his best. But Hellman and his boys left with the body, and I grabbed a handful of aspirin and a cold shower. Then I started out to look for the only honest guy I know, an ex-doctor and a boozer by the name of Jocko Madigan. A pretty smart man until he found out you can poison your worries at $4 a fifth. I finally found him sitting in the middle of a bourbon fog in a little Spanish joint somewhere on the edge of the Excelsior district. He was down at the end of the bar trying his best to make time with a plaster box of Queen Isabella. Ah, Pepsi, or just in time for a short one. Bartender, hand me that vein. Come on, Jocko, sober up. I gotta talk to you. Pepsi, here's to your own peculiar brand of happiness. Jocko, will you cut it out? Pepsi, I don't mean to be rude or ungentlemanly, but I don't think I altogether approve of the clientele in this place. Well, this woman next to me, Pepsi, the one with the stony gaze, she's been here ever since I came in. And I, I don't mean to be uncharitable, but I think she's the picture of a perfect boy. All right, all right. Patsy, to a member of the old Castilian school, there can be no excuse for the conduct she's exhibited. Why, do you know I was even good enough to buy her three rounds of Portuguese brandy? Imported, mind you. But what do I get for my pains? Not even a civil sanction. All right, Jack. I've been sitting here in the most gentlemanly way, sipping this delicate nectar in great mouthfuls and trying to keep the party going. But does she help? No. I talked to her about politics, medicine, literature, peace, Byron, Shelley, Nick Kenny. I even talked about the weather. Jocko, she's a statue. She's a... Oh. A simple oversight, Patsy. Might happen to anyone. Listen a minute, will you? I'm in trouble. You're always in trouble, Patsy. And that's the way you stay till you find some kind of moral rudder. You've got to find direction instead of trying to be so righteous in an evil sort of way. Get in tune with our decaying civilization, like me, Patsy. Why tempt the fate? It's much more practical to buy off your destiny with a good fist of Irish whiskey. You are so, Jocko? Yes. Uh, what kind of trouble this time? Three gentles from the east. They're shooting up the town and I'm running front for their murder rap. Patsy, why not plead guilty? The rest might do you good. Somebody shot a nine-year-old kid, an older boy. Oh. Where did that happen? In Father Lady's church. The gentle took me for somebody else and started shooting. Problem's getting bigger, Patsy. What am I supposed to do? I want you to check on a guy by the name of Mike Quinlan. Also a girl, Sally Kimbrough. Tag by the examiner and the chronicle morgues and made around the horse parlor down on Eddie Street, wouldn't you? Find out everything you can. Well, all right, Patsy, but you've broken up a beautiful party. You've disillusioned me about Queen Isabella here, and I've suddenly grown dreadfully thirsty again. Let's have four or five for the road, shall we? Later, Jocko, we haven't got time. Well, only if you say so, Patsy, but every time I leave the hallowed confines of a barroom, I'm a poor pilgrim caught up in the vices of the crass everyday world. A tattered orphan leaning disconsolately against the bitter winds of chance, tossed and buffeted about endlessly by the cruel storms of fortune. By the way, I need Carter. All right, here, half a buck. A taxi, refreshment. Later, you know, get going, will you, Jocko? Where can I find you? I'm going to check by my office, and I'm going to see Father Lady. Well, as soon as he mentions taking the pledge, that's your cue to leave. Good night, lover. Who did he fit in? And that dead girl in my apartment, who did she belong to? 
Full of zeros were piling up faster than flies on donuts when the cab pulled up for a stop sign at 16th and Mission, and a little guy with a worried mouth and a loud sports shirt jumped in. His lips were wound around a phony kind of smile like a head waiter just before he hands you the check for a big party. <laughs> it's okay, driver. We're friends. How are you, man? You got a name? Let's teach Novak. I want to talk. Is that until the next corner? We both mean it, Novak. Me and the judge. Now, look, Junior, if you want to play the heavy, go find a melodrama. Who are you working for? Sandell. That's as good a name as any. All right, here's your corner. Charlie Kimbrough. Where is he, Novak? You're fast with a question, mister. Let me ask you one. Who's Sandell? I got the gun, Novak. Yeah, but who's Sandell? I'll do the asking. You sit there and make the answer. Well, you're running out of tickets, Junior. Come here. Oh, <laughs> All right, now reach out for that gun and I'll jam you through the floorboards. Who's Sandell? The Chicago hoodie's out to get me. Works both ways. That's a good plot. Now, who are you? Mike Clemens. All right, now what about Sally Kimbrough? They mopped her up off my kitchen floor this morning. Somebody's going to get Sandell. Maybe we're on the same train. What's he look like? Fat men all look alike. All right, you can leave any time now. Sure, Novak. Fair's getting high. See you later. I figured it was one out of three. 
Sandell or either one of his dentals, but which one? And when I got down to the foot of Fillmore Street, the fog was thicker than ankles of the fat lady's convention. The fog horns out beyond Yacht Harbor started on overtime. The Bayview Towers was one of those swanky, new-looking places that get old in a hurry. It saw lots of brass and brunettes during the war, but now the only uniform left belonged to the doorman. I found Quinn and sister in the penthouse apartment. And when she opened the door, it felt like Clyde Beatty with a broken chair. Her laundry pajamas reminded you of a good butler. They came in and went out at the right places and they stayed close to the job. I felt like the fifth boy after somebody blew out his candle. Fine. Talent on the loose. Won't you come in? Yeah, sure, Terrence. My name's Novak. I got some news for you. I'm Bobby Quinlan. I'm looking for answers, ladies. If you want a companion, advertise. Your brother's dead. Sandell shot him. Mark, it's a big imagination, Mr. Novak. Why don't you relax? Look, I got proof in my pocket, baby. You want the rest of this couch now? Send me one, Novak. It's going to get worse with your brother gone. Take a look at the paper. Yes. Yeah, you've been practicing. You're getting a nice pass, dear. I can feel your heart pounding. Yeah, now let's quiet down and talk murder, Charlie. You're hurting. You're hurting me. Where's Sandell? Where's Sandell? Where is he? See my arm, you'll break it. Tear it off and throw it away now. Where's Sandell? I don't know. I swear I don't. He killed your brother. He shot him down on the street. Don't dress, Novak. All right, if you won't believe me, take a look at this chronicle. Right there on the front page. You're lying, Novak. Look at it. No. Sandell's promise. Thomas, he wouldn't touch Mike. Why complain? Think how Mike feels. Now, where's Sandell? He's down at the hotel. The Durban arms on it. He lied to me, Novak. I played it straight, but he lied to me. Yeah, you're a mistake, baby. I'll see you later. Sorry, Novak. Why'd you do it? You lied. You and Sandell, you promised me. And you killed him. Give him a run, sweetheart. Somebody had to go. Like that honor boy, huh? There's no second time death. All right, all right, sweetheart. Now take him back. Oh, it's any season, baby. Promise me. I've been lying. Please, Sandra. It's so nice. Oh, oh, my. Oh, Sorry, baby. You make this trip alone. Sandell, you call too late. Huh? Who is it? Who's out there? Take a smart one, Nova. Nova. Come closer. I can't see you in the fog. Come on out and get me, Sandell. Hurry up, man. Get 
flying blind, Sandell. He made the trip for nothing. I got the gun and I got the papers. He's lying, lot. Come on out, Novak. That's the deal. I said you're late, Sandell. I already made the deal with Matt. You're funny, Novak. This'll shut you up. Not even close, Max. Which one have you got the order, boy? He's not worried, Novak. You want to tell him, lot or should I? Max deals a lot better than you shoot, Sandell. Ask him about it. Huh? What's he saying, Max? He's saying nothing, lot. He's talking crazy. Let's go out and get him. Ask Mac about this afternoon, Sandell. Ask him where he was when Jack got it. Ask him how I got the gun and the papers. He's crazy, lad. I'm not so sure, Mac. Don't be a sucker, lad. No, Mac, can't shoot. Sorry, Mac. You set the chair. He's turning, you lad. He's lying. Good thing, Mac, but I can't shoot. I'm not your fault. All right, Sandell. Now it's just you and me and the fog. Come on in, no, Mac. We'll work the deal. Come in where I can see you. All right. Five shots, Lud. You got one left to make good on. No, I like stand down for even. Come here. Let me. Come, no. Yeah. No, you off, no, man. What did I do to you? Cut it out with him. You didn't get hurt. Talk to that older boy, huh? I didn't mean to hit the kid. Oh, I'm sick of your mouth. <laughs> We could have booked him for murder. We could have him now, Helmut. Yeah. Uh, Save the state some money, Novak. Next broken. That's you, Patsy? Over here, Father. On the step. Hello, Inspector. Father? This the man, Patsy. Grandfather, that's him. I'll pray for him, Patsy. Why are we here, Father? He wasn't worth it. They said the same thing about two men on a hill in Calgary. Mac and Seventh 